Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Domination by the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at Rogers Place. They humble the Edmonton Oilers 5-1 to go up 2-1 in the best of seven series. Jack Eichel with three points this evening. Jonathan Marchessault got a couple of goals. Warren Fogle with the only goal for Edmonton, which came early, 2.45 into the game. That was the high point of the evening for Edmonton, all Vegas after that. Thanks a lot for joining us. We're live in Studio 99. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, where do you want to start? Desire, detail, execution? Well, I, I, don't, I don't question desire. I, I think that both teams came in with the exact same desire. I think execution and detail are certainly problems tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Early in the game, they had chances. Uh, they had a couple of odd man breaks. I think I counted four in the first period. Uh, they had pucks around the blue paint, and they weren't able to execute. They weren't able to get to put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, maybe that changes the way the game goes if they score early. And then details, they were not good details with the details. Defensively, um, miscommunications, uh, poor back checks, uh, getting knocked off pucks, losing battles. Uh, this was uh, not a, a great effort uh, defensively. It was a, this looked a lot more like game one certainly than it did in game than they did for game two so uh they, the one thing that you and i talked about after the last game we had callers call in about it and the thing that i said is i do believe the oilers are the better team i do believe that they will win the series but let's not count out the vegas golden knights this team ended up ahead of the oilers in the standings this team when the oilers went 14-0-1 to finish the season they couldn't catch vegas vegas is good they got a very good hockey club they're deep up front they got a veteran defense and you know a team is good when they win the Western Conference regular season using five different goalies. So they're capable of playing good hockey in front of their goalies. And tonight they went to their fourth string goalie, Aiden Hill, and he came up and played well. So details and execution to me were the two biggest things the Oilers locked in. Well, and, and you sensed it, and I realized the Oilers had some chances in the first period to maybe get a second goal. I, I know there were some close calls, but a lot of the action was in the Oilers' end. I mean, the shots were 15-7 Vegas, which was probably indicative of, of the zone time. And sometimes the team will give up 37, 42 shots, and after the game you'll hear the coach say, well, we they weren't threatening shots. But a lot of the action in that first period was right around the Oilers net. I mean, Vegas was, uh, you mentioned battles, w winning races, winning battles, freeing up pucks close to the Oilers net. They, di they didn't always result in chances, or they didn't always result in grade A chances, but they were there. I mean, they, they were right in that scoring zone a lot. Uh, there, I mean, Skinner made a couple big saves in, in the first period. There's probably two or three other chances that Vegas thought that they should have scored. Uh, Stone had a wonderful play right in front of the net. Skinner made a nice save on him. Uh, when the Oilers play good defensive hockey, they're very hard to beat because offensively, they, they seem to always find a way to score three or four. And if they hold the other team to three or less, they win hockey games. Tonight, five five might have been the, the best case scenario for the Oilers as they gave up a ton of chances against. All right, here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Your question is obvious. Um, not good enough tonight. Thank you. Hey, from a five-on-five five five perspective, you guys played very well in game two. What changed tonight in that in that regard? Yeah, I didn't think we skated well. I didn't think we were hard enough in certain areas. And um, to a man, not our finest hour in any way. Zach Hyman obviously went down there at the, at the, the end of the first period and labored on throughout the course of the game. How did that kind of affect, you know, the the way you were able to kind of run your lineup just in the way he was kind of laboring. Uh, I, I didn't see that. I thought he, um, 
thought he gave us some good shifts and uh, worked his way through the game just fine. Felt good about using him all the way through the end of uh, the third period when we were on the power play. This, so the power play has been such an integral part of your team yep. all season. What was the impact of, of just really not really having any for 55 minutes? Um, you know, it, I mean, we don't control how many power plays we get. So, um, you know, what was the impact was that we didn't have a full power play until probably four minutes left in the game. Two of the three games, Jay, where you're, I mean, your players are admitting that they're not, didn't bring what they wanted to. Is there any concern that it's two of the three games that it hasn't been there for them mm. the way they want it necessarily? No, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, to dress tonight up in any other way other than uh, not good enough uh, would be false. Say not good enough to a man, all of us. Uh, not good enough. Um, is it disappointing? Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but we understand how, you know, the type of game and type of team we are uh, and what we're capable of. Um, in the end, um, whether you lose this game one nothing in overtime or you lose it the way we lost it, um, you know, with... There's things to learn and take out of this game, and we're going to have to be better. Uh, but in the end, they have they have two wins, and we have one. It's about us, uh, you know, making sure that doesn't happen again. Partway through that game, you know, the group knows that <clears throat> they're up against it and trying to find their game. Yep. Some nights you can correct, and some nights it just doesn't seem to come. What, what was the difference tonight where that, you know, the group's ability to correct the course wasn't there? Well, I, I think... Um, you know, I think hockey is a pretty fair game when you're, you know, maybe a mistake gets made here or there and you're able to claw your way back in. Tonight, uh, I just didn't think we were sharp. I didn't think we had it. Um, I don't think we skated well. I don't think our battle level was where it needed to be. So, you know, when we did have those offensive chances, and we did, we had numerous outnumbered rushes. We had a couple, uh, I can think of three two-on-ones when the game was 1-1 one, one or 2-1. Um, you know, we didn't convert on them. Usually that's the way it is when you're not sharp. Um, as I said, to a man, not good enough tonight. Um, disappointing. Um, but we'll go and we'll make sure uh, that we learn from it and get better. Your power play is all year giving you a boost in a lot of games, right? It's a momentum boost. It's obviously a boost in the scoreboard. When you don't get any power plays, what does your team have to do to kind of create that boost some other way? Well, as I said, you know, I think our team wasn't good enough in any area tonight. Uh, maybe the penalty kill was the brightest spot for our team tonight in a, in a night with not a lot of bright spots. Um, you know, I think you worry about the things that are within your control. And uh, I think there's a lot of situations all of us could have handled better. Jay, the, uh, the McLeod line with uh, Fogel and Ryan, that a lot of their underlying numbers have been good. They get rewarded with the goal tonight. What have you let, they were probably your best line tonight, I think, by far. What, what, what have you liked from them in the series? Yeah, well, you know, it's nice to have Derek Ryan back in the lineup. Um, I think uh, that group, when they play together, have a good chemistry. Um, they play forward, they play simple, and because they play forward and simple, they play a faster type of game. Um, they were able to convert early for us. That's a positive. Um, but, um, you know, I think uh, anytime they're going, it makes us a deeper team. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins mentioned that you had a game plan and you wanted to make it hard on their D, get pucks behind him. And he said you kind of diverted away from it quickly. Yeah. Um, when you see that happening as a coach, what can you do sometimes to try to get it back? And, you know, did, obviously you remind them, but what did you feel? Why did they divert and then we're not able to get back to how you wanted to play? Well, um, you know, it's no secret that we didn't stick to our script tonight. And when we don't stick to our script or we go off script, we have trouble. Um, for us, what, do, what can you do about it? Um, we're at the point in the year, we're playing hockey in the middle of May right now. A lot of uh, the, the proper things are being said on, on the bench. Unfortunately, we didn't go out and execute, and that's on all of us. As I said, I keep bringing it back to we can be better uh, to a man, um, and we're going to have to be. Jay, could you tell early in the game when they're circling the net and getting right into the slot and shooting on Stewart that you weren't 
checking very well and giving them far too many easy shots. Yeah, I, th I, I thought we um, areas or parts of the rink where we have to be a lot harder. Um, we weren't always burned on it, but eventually uh, if you keep putting your hand on the stove, you do get burned. And, um, you know, for us, that's one of the areas we can be better for sure. And was Stuart pulled as kind of like a mercy pull because yeah. the team was not playing very well? I wouldn't characterize it like that. I would I'd characterize it as, you know, we're at the point in the game, we're trying to change, slow the game down a little bit, change a little bit of the momentum. Um, you know, we we win as a team and we don't win as a team. Uh, this isn't on any one individual. I keep coming back to it, but to a man, all of us um, can be a whole lot better. So your response has to, I presume, be, be the same as theirs last game, where they were vowed that that was a bad game and you have to come back with the same sort of determination. Yeah, well, I worry about my team, Jim, and for me, um, we're going to dig into the things that uh, didn't go right tonight and we're going to work to correct them. Um, and part of that is, you know, honest self-assessment, number one, uh, and then two, uh, the ability to give your team something that they can sink their teeth into or hang their hat on. Uh, in the end, we, uh, we know that that, what we showed tonight, isn't the recipe. It wasn't good enough. Uh, we own that and uh, we're going to work to make sure it doesn't happen again. Thank you. Good. Thanks, guys. Oh, okay, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. 5-1 Vegas wins it. Perhaps the most disappointed Woody's ever sounded yeah. after a game. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think the expectations of what they were going to do today and then the result that they got, I think there was a big difference. There's a big gap from where uh, Woodcroft thought his team was going to be tonight. That They just weren't good enough. And, and they weren't good enough in a lot of different areas. And it, I mean, you can, someone else point at, well, you know, Skinner wasn't as great or Bouchard had a tough night. Well, then their stars got to play. I mean, it was top to bottom. Yep. I know that they, the, there was one question about the third line and I agree that the McLeod Fogel Ryan line uh, contributed and, and did some good things, but it was few and far between looking for silver linings in this game tonight because it just was not a, a good effort in a, a big game like <laughs> round two, game three. We'll make that Oilers line collectively our fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer with three points. Jack Eichel's the first star, two goals. Marsha shows the second star. Aiden Hill comes on in relief, stops 25 out of 25. He is the third start tonight. Laurent Brassois left the game about 12 minutes in, stretching to make an attempted save. The puck actually went wide on the play. He stopped three out of four. Skinner was pulled, stopped 19 out of 23. Campbell stops nine out of 10. So all four goalies played. You don't see that often, do you? And, and I would, now if, if LB is healthy, and that's an if. Yeah. Oh, he won't be. Hill's, he, Hill's he, gonna play. Yeah. Who Who do you start for Edmonton? Do you, do you well, need see, to think about it or? Yeah, I do. I mean, Skinner's their, their is their starter, and he is a better goalie all year long. But in this series, he's had a five-goal game against a four-goal game in 40 minutes, and a fantastic game. Um, I, I I do think that you look at it. Now I don't which way Jay Woodcroft's gonna go, but I do think it there is now a conversation. I don't know if there was before, but I think now you have to look uh, which which goalie gives you the better opportunity of winning the next hockey game. Because in all honesty, it's a really important hockey game coming up. You don't want to fall behind 3-1 with two games still remaining in Las Vegas. 5-1 Vegas wins it. They lead the series 2-1. Just had a, a, a fan come up to me here in Studio 99, and he said, why did the Oilers stay in Los Angeles? And now their first game back after nine days on the road, they play really poorly. But they had no I, I idea. They had no they idea when the, when the series, series were going to start. If they would have been back, I mean, they could have only been back for a day. And just the travel. Been, yeah. I, I can tell you from experience that uh, the traveling is what kills you. It's getting on the plane, flying through different time zones, and flying back. That's what exhausts you as a hockey player. So uh, if they had a, a chance to stay down in, in, in the sunshine, uh, relax enjoy themselves rest up and just get acclimated to it i think that's the way they they, they want to do it and there's a lot of thought that goes into everything that teams decide whether it's meals flight times 
where they're staying. Everything is thought gives the Oilers or whatever team the best opportunity to make be the best possible team. I think it was the right choice. All right, 5-1 Vegas takes it. We have more post-game reaction coming up from the Oilers dressing room. We're live in Studio 99. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Weak flip ahead. Martinez selected to stand as blue line. It was the right decision. Ivan Barbershev down the left wing. Centering pass. Marchessault denied. A brilliant left pad save by Stuart Skinner. Robbing Marchessault of a hat trick. And mark that one down. 8.20 to go in the period. Stuart Skinner keeping Edmonton's game three hopes alive. Well, he did. The problem is Vegas scored 30 seconds later to go up 4-1. They win the game 5-1. That is the save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. And, yeah, Rob, and I thought really tonight the Vegas' best players, forward and D, were better than the Oilers' best players. I mean, Eichel and Marsha show that was their best game of the series. Certainly the Oilers' top 4-D collectively maybe their poorest game since Ekholm joined the team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a number of turnovers, uh, <laughs> some comedy of errors at Bouchard falling down, going backwards. Uh, Ekholm turned the puck over, created a, a breakaway for Howden. Uh, Nurse and uh, Fogel getting confused on coverage in the defensive zone. So yeah, there was a number of uh, plays that you don't normally see from the Oilers. And the thing with Vegas is they got guys that can finish. And they got some pretty good offensive players. And when the Oilers made mistakes tonight, Vegas jumped all over it. So, yeah, 100%. The Vegas Golden Knights' better players were better than the Oilers' better players tonight. All right, 5-1 Vegas wins. Let's go back down to the dressing room. Here's Captain Connor McDavid. Kind of got away from your game plan earlier. Want to make it harder on their D, and you just kind of got away from that, and then it seemed to kind of snowball 5-1-5. Five five. Uh, yeah, obviously not a lot, not a lot to uh, to like about tonight. It's uh, two of the three games here, Connor, where admittedly you guys haven't brought the, the stuff that you wanted to. Is it concerning at this point in the year to, to have that happening, or what's the concern level? Um, I mean, obviously, certainly we don't like to uh, to do that at this time of year. Obviously, um, you know, these are big games. Um, there for McDavid so we'll get that back oh we might have it okay we'll get you more of the McDavid post a, a little bit later on well he did I don't know if he <laughs> saw much to say he wasn't being too wordy there the first couple answers wasn't, well, a, good, wasn't a good game I, it, it's and this is the the hard part of being a pro athlete is coming out and trying to explain why things went wrong uh, you're already in a bad mood you're frustrated you're upset now you got to come out and answer questions and, and you don't want to be there. You, you'd rather be somewhere else watching video, thinking about what you did wrong or just completely flushing it from your system. So it is tough and uh, <laughs> you, the, the, as media people, you want, you want eloquent answers and wordy answers. And as a player, you just want to get out of there as quick as possible. And I think Connor McDavid right there said, yeah, there's not a lot to say about tonight. We were not good and we need to be better. So, do you make any changes? I mean, it, it, this is kind of a strange series because there hasn't been a close game, sort of, though the Oilers saw this. I, 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 guess, I guess that's not totally fair to the Oilers in game one because they, they did enough to make the game interesting even though they were outplayed. Well, it, it's one of those, it, the, the same lineup has been really good and really bad in this series. It's like, it's not as though, you, in game after game one they inserted all kinds of new players and they were the dominant team because of the new players and it's this is the same lineup that was dominant in game two and all of a sudden game three came out flat i don't think there's anything up front unless yanmark's healthy and i don't know if he is um if yanmark's healthy then maybe he comes in and he goes six defense uh but if he's not i say you stay the same and then you make a decision whether or not uh you ride skinner again or you you go with jack campbell my guess is they will ride Skinner again, but I think that's, I think you can now at least entertain the thought um, of whether or not you want to make a goalie change, but up front or and on the defense, I'd go with the same 11 and seven, just ask them to play better. 
So 5-1 Vegas, it was 2-1 after the first, 5-1 after the second, no scoring in the third. I set the line at three and a half, total goals in the first period for River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement bet on it. Albert wins, he took the under, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline for CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We have Stephen standing by. Hi, Stephen, go ahead. Hey, thanks, Reed. Uh, hello, Rob. Uh, uh, could have been a happy result tonight, but uh, I think the boys will pull it off uh, fairly soon. But I, I have something to say, and I'd like to... I'll make my points, and then I'll hang up, and I'll let you guys discuss it, because... And this partly has to do with uh, what uh, Rob made a comment a couple of shows ago. Uh, I noticed this in the Los Angeles series, and I'm not. And I'm, it's about goaltending and, and Stuart Skinner, and he's made some really good saves in the game tonight. But I've noticed a pattern, and I want to know if I'm the only one that's noticing this. Now, fellas, I can write a book on what I don't know about hockey, but I do. I do know uh, what I'm seeing here. It seems like the good goaltenders in the NHL, and I'm not saying Stuart Skinner is not a good goaltender, but maybe they brought him along a little bit too soon because the top-notch goaltenders have the ability of puck anticipation. Going after they make the first save, being able to anticipate what might happen next. They might make a move to the left, to the right, or they're sprawling like an octopus. I've noticed with Skinner's style, and maybe, fellas, this is something that a goaltender has to learn or develop as they go along. I'm thinking maybe they brought him along too fast, and it's sure they gave him the all-star game, but there's definitely holes in that game. And the, the, first, the middle two goals today where the first shot comes in, he freezes. There isn't that anticipation to go to where the puck might be. The, the second and third goals, even even the delayed response, uh, and I notice maybe he can be coached around that. Uh, and Jack Campbell has not played well through the year. He's had good moments, but he's also but something snapped in him when he played in that game in Los Angeles. There was a, a fellow came up there and he led. And Rob, comment you made was he came in and he stole the game. And he did. That's what we need right now for our goaltenders. Automatic decision, bring Campbell in at least because there's something wrong with Skinner in his his approach. I don't know if it's psychological. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know. I, I think he's it's a pretty good positional. I, I, I think he's not playing at the level he was in the regular season. I, I think, I think, big, I think it's experience. It's like a musician. It's either there or it's not. The anticipation where the puck goes, or at least making a move. My gosh, uh, uh, some of the stuff that they've been skating around, collecting rebounds, it's like there's a mental, oh, my God, there's a mo moment there, and, and, and a freeze, and those guys are experienced. They're snipers. Okay. They can dance around with a puck. But I think is uh, there a way got, that we, we can got help you, Stephen. I think, I think you've, okay. you've made your point for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think Skinner is not at the level he was in the regular season. He's also consistently playing against better teams. Yep. Um, I, I do not think quite the one th I think Stevens, you know, we can debate the positional stuff, the anticipation, though I've never thought he's had trouble reading. No, the I play. think I actually think he's better at it than most goaltenders. The anticipation. That's the one thing that we've seen with Skinner uh, during the regular season is he's never sprawling. He's never out of position. He's never diving because he reads the play well. And I, I don't, I will never uh, come out and say that I know the goaltending position or how to coach it. So I ask, I ask goalie coaches, and I ask about Skinner. And what I've been told by a couple of the goalie coaches that have worked with us at our academies is he is an incredible skater, and he anticipates very, very well, and he's always in position. Now, has he been as good in the playoffs? Well, his stats say he hasn't. He's got an 890 save percentage or something along that line. Yeah. That's not as good as the regular season, but they are better teams that they're playing against. The... The Oilers are averaging four and a half goals a game or something along that line. So the Oilers are getting to the other team's goalies as well. Uh, I will admit that the only goaltender thus far for the Oilers that has stole the game has been Jack Campbell. Yep. He stole a game in, game, in series number one. Uh, and that that is why I believe he will be in the conversation, whether he gets the start or not on Wednesday night. Having said that, I do believe they will go back with Skinner for that game. Uh, and I, the, the one thing I would for sure disagree with, with Stephen is 
I do not think the Oilers brought Stuart Skinner along too quickly. No, no, He's, he did not. He, I mean, before this year, he'd played 14 NHL games. He turned 24 November 1st, so basically three weeks into the season. Now, the plan was not for him to play 50 games this season. The plan was probably for him to play 30-ish. But, but he deserved them. They, they deserved them, and he was playing better than Campbell. So there wasn't much choice, quite frankly, in for long stretches of the season as in to all, who would play. In all honesty, I mean, he, he saved the season. Um, if he did not come in and play as well as he did, the way that Jack Campbell was playing at that point, who knows where the Oilers would have been. Would they have been buyers at the trade deadline? Would they have gotten Ekholm? Uh, I don't know if they would have. So uh, Skinner is a very good goaltender. I think they brought him along at the proper time. I think there uh, is a learning curve, absolutely. And he's going to become a better goaltender from going through this. He talks about it. He learned a lot from the wins and the losses so far in the playoffs. Uh, but I do admit he has not been as good as he was in the regular season. But if you look around the yeah. NHL, there's a lot of goalies in that same position. Yeah, but, no, but I, mean, I think discussing his performances, I mean, he hasn't had that game probably except for the last game and, and maybe game six against L.A. where you thought, okay, even even if, you know, he let three in where it was like, you know what, he just looked sturdy. Like if mm -hmm. you felt like it had to be a perfect shot or a tip or a, a screen or even a weird goal to well, get by him. And another thing that we you don't talk a whole lot about too, Reed, is in the regular season, you're going every second night games against different teams. So when... If I'm the coach of the Edmonton Oilers and we're playing against L.A., we're talking about L.A. the morning of that game. And then all of a sudden we're playing Anaheim two days later. Well, that morning we're going to talk about that game. Right now they got video on every single Oilers player, yep. and including their goaltender. And they are breaking down where you should and could score on Stuart Skinner, as the Oilers are doing for the other teams. We saw that in the first series with Corpus Aleph and the L.A. Kings. First three games was lights out. Then they started seeing tendencies, and they started shooting there. And all of a sudden 15 goals in the next three games and the Oilers are moving on. So yes, uh, Stuart Skinner, they know uh, where his strengths are and they are trying to exploit any kind of weakness that he has. So that is another reason why sometimes as the series goes on, you'll see goaltenders have to adapt and have to change because they've figured out your tendencies. Now, having said that, I, I do not think this was a goaltending loss for the Oilers oh God, tonight. No, 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 no. As no. the Knights win 5-1. I also think, Rob, uh... I mean, I think Aiden Hill's a better goalie, big picture, than Brossois. I, 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 I think I'm going to disagree with you. I think the way you've broken down the depth chart is incorrect. I think Brossois was hot at the end of the year, and so they kept playing him. I, I, I think the Vegas Golden Knights are, are perfectly comfortable and, quite frankly, maybe better off if Hill plays the rest of the series. Now, it's maybe not a wide margin. Mm -hmm. I think Brassois did full credit to him. I mean, he first of all, classy move by Oilers slash Oil Kings fans. 100%. Standing O for Brassois as he left the Good ice. Good for him, yes. Um, but I, I wonder, okay, who are, you gonna, who are you more likely to solve over a long series, LB or Hill? I, I mean, you could be right. I, I, do, I know very, very little about Aiden Hill. Um, I, I, I don't... I think the Vegas Golden Knights were hoping to run the entire series with LB, uh, the way that he played down the stretch. Uh, now, and, and this is where I feel for, for LB, is here's a guy finally getting his opportunity mm -hmm. and a chance to shine. And, uh, I mean, this is the second Vegas goaltender that's come back from an injury and are injured themselves, and it looks like it's more or less the type, same type thing. It looks like a hip, a hip type thing. So we probably won't see him again. And you could be right about Aiden Hill. And I've... We've seen it before where goaltenders have come in and played very well. The Oilers lost out last year to a team in the Colorado Avalanche who out, did, did the Francois play? Francois played the, the last like three and a half games. Yeah, yeah. And, and and was very good. So uh, and the, the one trade, it was a small trade that the LA, or excuse me, the Vegas Golden Knights made also was getting Jonathan Quick, who probably wasn't expected to get any ice time in this series. But it's much better having a Jonathan Quick as your backup goaltender now for Vegas Golden Knights as opposed to whoever would be sixth on the depth chart of the Vegas Golden Knights. So Quick was on the bench for a little while tonight. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, time will tell. But Aiden Hill is a, a quality goaltender that came in and played very well in his time tonight. 
5-1 Vegas wins it. That means $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. More from the Oilers dressing room. More of your phone calls coming up. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Vegas all over the Oilers tonight. 5-1 is the final. Only game in the NHL this evening. The out-of-town scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. It'll be the draft lottery update. Connor Bedard, well, very, very likely going to the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks who won I, the draft lottery. I don't know. They've made some yeah. odd trades lately, Reed. You never know. Maybe but. they could trade him the pick to the Rangers for Patrick Kane. <laughs> that would be funny. They have made some trades where they traded for their own players back again. So you never know. But Connor Bedard, uh, they are going to love him in the Windy City. 780-496-0063. We have a gentleman who last year or maybe a couple years ago named a calf after me we have colton on the line hello colton hey guys from what i observed tonight there is a lot of battles lost and uh campling skinner but uh i think when they throw the i don't know what hill is their third i don't know what string he is but we have to make that guy pay next time well, they need Not to put more shots on him. You're 100% right. I totally agree, Rob. So I, I was a little shocked. I mean, I would have been throwing pucks from everywhere. He'd been sitting on the bench for a number of games, coming in such a big moment. Uh, but give Vegas credit. They they just buckled down defensively and just didn't give up anything. I know that Reed talked about it between periods, how good a job they did at blocking shots or getting into shooting lanes. So Vegas did a good job protecting Hill to allow him to find his way into the game. And then after that, Hill was good. Thanks, Colton. 22 blocked shots by Vegas tonight. Six by McNabb. Four by Petrangelo. Uh, Oilers blocked 13 shots tonight. CeCe was the leader there with three as Vegas wins at 5-1. Let's go down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. Darnell, uh, maybe just a thought on what maybe you guys were missing um, an even strength tonight in this game. Yeah, I mean, they took it to us. Um... They're harder than us in, in the area around our net and, um, you know, checked well in the neutral zone and uh, outplay us in, in a lot of areas and we know we can be better. It's two out of the three games here where, I mean, admittedly, you guys haven't brought what you wanted to bring necessarily. Is that at all concerning that in, in two or three games it hasn't been there for you? No, it's not concerning because I think we know in here as a group that we have much better. Uh, our response has to be big um you know coming back for for the second game on on home ice here we you know you, you come into this series expecting it to be a long one it's a, a very good team on the on the other side one of the hottest teams coming into the playoffs and you know we're, we're a good team ourselves and have a lot of a lot of faith and, and confidence in in our game but we need to bring it each and every night and haven't done it uh, consistently enough in the first three five on five uh you guys were much better in game two uh, not in game three here. What changed? What, what, did they do something different or did you do something different? No, I, I just think we didn't uh, defend to the, to the standard that I think we hold ourselves to at this point. Um, you know, this, this time of year, it's hard to win hockey games and it's hard to win hockey games uh, if you're not uh, doing the right things in the hard areas. So, um, you know, we'll watch it tomorrow um, and, and get back on our, the right foot. So what are the qualities that you guys have picked up over the years here that allow you to go into game four and get rid of this and give you the effort you're looking for yeah i mean it's you take it one game at a time and then like i said we'll, we'll come in tomorrow analyze it break it all down um hold ourselves accountable and and get ourselves a standard that that we need to play at uh, as a group um but like like you said we've we have uh, experience now going through situations similar to this where uh, you just take it one game at a time and you come in and and um like I said, we came into this one expecting it to be a long series, um, and it's a, a test for us to, to come out and work the right way uh, in Game Four. You need the same response with your team as obviously Vegas showed up. To yeah, they getting beat badly last. Yeah, year. they had a great response tonight and, and came out and pushed, uh, and, and we didn't push back enough. Uh, Darnell, what did you think of the Hag hit on Hyman? Uh, I mean, I'd have to watch back the replay. Um, to be honest. Uh, 
so I can't really <laughs> see it. How did maybe the, the you know Zach is clearly kind of laboring a bit? To, how did that affect the, your team as you know, a guy, a Cardinals player, you know, have to kind of miss a couple shifts here and there? I mean, he was out there battling, though. And I think that uh, as a group, you take that into account. This time of the year, people are playing through a lot of things. And, um, you know, he was out there battling and, and trying to work his hardest for the group. And I think, uh, you know, we need to, to pick up that same effort all around them. All right, that is uh, Darnell Nurse tonight. Plays 19 and a half minutes, four hits, uh, minus two. Obviously, a lot of guys minus tonight for the. Actually, Broberg was their only plus player. Plus one in 943. Uh, it's every once in a while you see one of those aberrations. Like, hey, wait a sec. Was that guy playing on the same team as the rest of the guys? Actually, Broberg had a really good scoring opportunity. Had a nice little give and go with Connor McDavid uh, in the third period. Wasn't able to put it in. Uh, he's looked, actually, Broberg's looked fine in the minutes that he's gotten. He has taken a few big hits in the series, but he has looked fine. 5-1 Vegas wins it whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630Ched.com. Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location. 39-75 Calgary Trail. Okay, we have Anish on the open line. Anish, go ahead, please. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, if you're the coaching staff, uh, is this a, is this a time maybe where you let the you let the players you know talk it out by themselves? You just as the coach staff leave the room and let them kind of figure it out on their own, or do you just get to tell them you know we had a disappointing night, let's get back to work? Well, the pl the coaches are going to have a game plan put in place. They're going to watch video of stuff that went wrong, and they're going to find things that they can combat against whatever Bruce Cassidy had changed in the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, game plan. Having said that, the players always have time where it's just them in a room. A lot of times between periods, it'll be just them, them in the room. There'll be chances for them to talk things through, but at this point in the season, the coaching staff will be playing out a game plan for each and every game, and there will be coaching still to be done. Again, this was one game. It wasn't a good game. It's one game, and the next one's the most important one now. 7804960063. We also have Scott standing by. Hello, Scott. Go ahead. Hey guys. Yeah, go ahead. I do outside. I mean, sad to see the loss and stuff like that. But uh, um, I also wanted to comment on the fact that I did watch the post game and listen to the post game players talking. And just glad to hear, which I'm surprised you guys haven't heard about uh, uh, the roughing calls. But uh, good to see that the team didn't use that as an excuse. Um, we could have played better five-on-five. Five. Uh, I'm sure we all agree on that. Um, well, as much said, as well, talking we, about... We haven't, we haven't had the McDavid uh, post yet and the Nuge. What, what was said? We had Wood. Well, we had I, I, I did watch them on, on Sportsnet. Uh, nobody has blamed that on the loss. We, we saw some of the high sticks and what happened to Hyman. Um, I have my Hyman jersey on right now, and and, uh, you know, I, there could have been a couple of penalties called, but none of the players blame that on the loss, which uh, was good to see because... Well, they, they, they shouldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, we could have played a better game altogether, five on five. Um, but with, with the goalie talk that uh, we're talking about, I, I felt that, you know, it was kind of a toss-up with Campbell coming in. Um, I think Skinner played a pretty good game. He let in a couple weak goals. He made a... a some big saves, and I think uh, Raycroft made the right decision on putting him in when he did. To uh, I think that was more for the players, not for the goalie, but I think that was for the players. Oh, uh, 100% yeah. it was. They, they, the reason he's done it a couple times where he's tried to spark the team. But I, I do believe that they can have a conversation about who starts. I mean, I, I, I think Skinner's had a fantastic year, and I think in these playoffs he's been okay, but he has an eight, 890 save percentage. That normally doesn't win you games, let alone series, let alone keep you in net. Now, that's not all on him. There's been some shoddy defense in front of him. But because of that, you can have a conversation. The only goaltender that stole a game, Campbell stole a game. Now, is Campbell better than Skinner? Right? He hasn't proven it this year. And he did play good, though. He did play good when he, he did, did come in. He played very good. He stole that game. It may have saved yeah. the Edmonton Oilers season. Uh, so he I did. do believe they, they can have a conversation. But I, I think they'll go back with Skinner. But I do think they can talk about it now, whereas before it was an automatic, it was Skinner. No, and I agree. I think uh, you come back with Skinner, same as you did in L.A. And uh, a big congratulations to Chicago. And, um, yeah, so I just 
just wanted to give my two cents, and I think uh, the Oilers are going to bounce back. And they are a team that is resilient, so they will they will come back. And I, I think they're just uh, going to give Vegas a good run for their money here. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think the series is is over. I mean, the last two games have been five one. The and I've, I've asked this, I get asked this all the time, Rob. You get asked it. I was talking about with with Chelsea Bird on her show this afternoon. There is no game to game momentum. Zero. If if there is, then you're the losing team. And if there was, every series would be a sweep. Yeah, I mean, but if you're if you if you're a team, if there is game to game momentum, then you're the losing team in the series because you're not mature enough or good enough to put a loss behind. And I had Ryan Smith on the Face Off show, and he said, I asked him about all the game ones the Oilers have lost, and they they, they fell behind San Jose two nothing, you know, six, and they said you 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 park it. You, there's nothing it's, you can when do. The it's next over. game starts. Yeah. You're not sitting there. Oh, we lost the last game. What? You know, you go, you go the, play. Every game things happen. I mean, in tonight's game, the Vegas was the much better team. Had although had Oilers scored and any other odd man breaks in the first period, it could have been a completely different hockey game. They didn't deserve to come out of the first period tied or ahead, but they had opportunities to do that, and that's what happens. Every game has its ebbs and flows. When you have your push, you need to execute and take advantage of it. And when the other team has theirs, you need to survive it. Tonight, the Oilers didn't survive the Vegas Golden Knights push, and that's why the Vegas Golden Knights won. Okay, uh, if you're on hold, we'll get to you. we got to bring you a quick news and weather update. It is Vegas in control throughout this evening. Well, the Oilers scored early, but then all Vegas after that. 5-1 is your final. Vegas leads the series two games to one. Back after the news, Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Okay, Vegas leads the best of seven, two games to one, 5-1 win tonight. Fogo, Marsha Show, Marsha Show in the first. White Cloud, Eichel, Stevenson in the second. Vegas also had a goal disallowed by Nicholas Waugh. Goalie interference called on Alec Martinez, in which the Oilers covered it extremely poorly anyway. And one of those, yeah, yeah, the Oilers had to challenge, kind of like Cassidy in the last game. Yeah, this one had a little more oomph to it, and you could see where the referee was going to probably reverse it. We both thought it was going to be no goal. And at that point, I mean, the Oilers had not been good. It's 4-1 for Vegas. The Oilers are about to go on a power play. They get the goal taken back. It's back down to 4-1. You think, oh, if they score here, make a 4-2, go into the third, they got a chance. And then after having terrible defensive coverage on the no goal, it happens again as Bouchard gets beat to the net and it's a tip in. And it's like, okay, this is not going to be the Edmonton Oilers' night as they just gave up two goals in 17 seconds on poor defensive play. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Abbas on the line. Abbas, go ahead, sir. Hey guys, bad game. I mean, you can look at this game from from this side of Oilers. Now there's a saying that failure is my teacher. We learn from our mistakes, and I'm sure that we'll bounce back. And maybe, who knows? Maybe a sh- maybe maybe Stewart can get a shutout. But there there was no defending him. Tonight, I mean, M plus, dry title two, penalties. You know, I mean, he's our best guy, even McDavid. I mean, I mean, let's look at this this way: the Vegas Knights solved the McDavid issue and and the dry title issue. But next, the next game we gotta bounce back. And we gotta we gotta defend like crazy because this yeah. new guy looks dangerous. Oh, Hill and goal, yeah. Well, they gotta test him. <laughs> they didn't tonight. Yeah, uh, I mean Hill is still a backup. I mean, regardless of how like we and I were debating mm-hmm. the depth chart earlier, he's he's not a starter. Well, he was at, his, at best was he, at yeah. best he's a third stringer here. Um, their number one guy, Robin Leonard, who's been out the whole year. Then they had Logan Thompson, who many at one point were picking to be the rookie of the year. He got hurt. Then they had Brassois. Then they have Hill. They got Quick. And that's what's so amazing about this Vegas Golden Knights team this year is 
with all the goaltending injuries they had, they continue to win. They're the team that won four straight games with four different goaltenders. This is a good hockey club, and the Oilers have to play their best. When the Oilers play as good as they're capable of playing, they are the better team. If the Oilers slip up, Vegas is capable of winning hockey games. We saw that tonight. They got guys that can score when given chances, and tonight they made the Oilers pay for the mistakes they had. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. 5-1 Vegas. Okay, let's go back down to the uh, dressing room. We're going to get Connor McDavid here. Brian uh, Nugent said he just kind of got away from your game plan earlier, wanted to make it harder on their D, and he just kind of got away from that, and then it seemed to kind of snowball 5-1-5. Five five. Uh, yeah, obviously not a lot, not a lot to, uh, to like about tonight. It's uh, two of the three games here, Connor, where admittedly you guys haven't brought the, the stuff that you wanted to. Is it concerning at this point in the year to, to have that happening, or what's the concern level? Um, I mean, obviously, certainly we don't like to uh, to do that at this time of year. Obviously, um, you know, these are big games. Um, with that being said, we were in the same position last last series, so um, you know, it's, it's a long series. Um, yeah. Five on five, they they were a much better team tonight. And you guys didn't get any power plays to turn the thing your way. Uh, is it important that you be able to win hockey games when not having power plays? Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, you know, five on five is uh, the majority of the game. And, um, you know, obviously uh, that area's got to improve. Or the defensive work tonight, or, the, or you just didn't do much offensively that killed your. your... Uh, yeah, I thought we had a few looks early on and and, uh, and didn't capitalize. Um, you know, obviously, going up one is good. Um, you know, kind of give one back right away and and uh, you know have a couple chances to uh, to uh, go up in the game and and uh, obviously don't capitalize. And then, yeah, obviously defensively we could be a lot better. Do you feel like the goaltending change for them was kind of a turning point? Maybe just didn't get enough on on their goaltender, enough quality chances on their their second goaltender uh, Hill. That is. Uh, I'm not sure if it had a big effect. Um, give the guy credit; he paid, he paid well. So, what are the things that are going to let you allow you to find this game in a pretty important game in Game Four? What are the things you guys have done or learned or experienced that make you confident it'll be there? Yeah, we bounced back before. Um, you know, we uh, obviously it's a it's a big game for. We understand that. Um, you know, I would expect again that sense of urgency to go up. I would expect uh, our best game in Game Four. So you guys don't have a great first game. You respond with a really good second game. They don't have a great second game. They respond with a great third game. Is this kind of just human nature playing out? Uh, I mean, it's the playoffs, right? I would, how many times am I going to say There's going to be momentum swings. There's going to be ups and downs and, and, and all that type of stuff. And obviously, you saw that tonight, a big swing back the other way, and, and, uh, and we got to grab it. Is it too simple sometimes to just say that you know, they outworked you in the key areas tonight, five on five? Is it, is it too simplistic, or is that accurate? Um... I never like to say, you know, we got it worked. Um, you know, I thought uh, everybody's obviously bringing their, their best effort. Um, sometimes that doesn't always turn into results. Um, you know, with that being said, obviously, if we win a few more battles here and there, um, you know, obviously it's a, a closer game, but, you know, I don't think that was it. With playing with Fogel and Ryan and McLeod, mm -hmm. they were pretty dangerous every time they got on the ice. Is yeah, that a positive? Yeah, I thought they were really good. Um, you know, you need everybody, and, and uh, you know, I thought they uh, they played really well, and, and uh, the rest of the group wasn't quite there. Your attention to detail defensively, you know, through the back part of the season there was pretty, Darnell talked about that standard that you guys mm -hmm. had set. How far away are you from that, you think, right now in these you know, these two in particular? Well, we obviously showed that uh, not very far at all. You know, um, 48 hours ago we played a, a game that we, we, we uh, you know, we really like. Uh, 48 hours later we're, we're here talking about um, not a very good one. So um, our game is, uh, is not gone, it's not far. Um, you know, obviously we need our best in game four, like I said. So you need the same response as they showed tonight after getting clobbered last game? And the same response we showed in game two. Well, that's the playoffs back and forth. You go punch and counter punch. Well, it's two good hockey clubs, Reed. Two good teams playing each other. And uh, again, execution was the big one for me. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights executed better in this hockey game and built a lead. Uh, and when they got the lead, they were able to extend their lead, which is huge when these two teams are playing because both teams are capable of scoring goals. So if you have a lead, you better extend it. If it stays close, well, now you put yourself into, into a danger, dangerous area. 5-1 Vegas wins tonight. We have Brady on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Brady, go ahead. Hey there, uh, boys. Uh, really enjoy the show. Um, just wanna start by uh, saying real quick here, uh, 
Uh, I, I thought Leon had to have a better night tonight. He was uh, obviously he's not going to score four goals a night, but I thought there were times he looked frustrated, and there were times as well that that I thought he looked uh, lackluster coming back. Um, just want to make a quick comment as well on the goaltending. I think you got to go to Skinner. I think he's a guy that showed he can bounce back. Uh, he's done it time and time again. And if you're going to lose game four, I'd rather lose it with the guy that get, go with the guy that got you here rather than the guy that kind of, you know, struggled all year. That's my two cents. The question I have is, um, is there any concern? The end of last game, but the Oilers were the... The, the, the ones that <laughs> were the better of it. I mean, Costin ran someone late in the game. Kane took his guy down through a bunch of punches that upset a bunch of Vegas players. I mean, physicality tonight, Edmonton out-hit the Golden Knights 2-1. to one. It was 50 hits to 25. So I don't... The, the NHL isn't like it used to be. You didn't go beat up a team because you're losing to them in the last 10 minutes of the hockey game. It doesn't happen that way anymore. So uh, the Oilers coming back next game won't be dependent on whether or not they did something silly at the end of the game tonight. It'll be dependent on if they win races, win battles, and get on the power play in the first period. That's how they're going to win game four. Jeff as well. Jeff, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, everybody wants to talk about goaltending, but would you guys agree that the biggest liability for the team is often the defense? Like, I just see too many guys standing around, especially when Vegas is in close on Skinner. Um, and that goes for the forwards that are hanging back or, you know, that are back trying to help out too. Like, and, you know, and Nurse, unfortunately, to me, is one of those guys who's often, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, uh, and then several other guys just standing around. I, People love to talk about goaltending, but defense, when I look back at the losses that the Oilers have, I always circle back to defense. So I just I, well, wanted your I, thoughts. I, I, I agree. I think if there is uh, an Achilles heel, and it has, it, we didn't see it as much in the last third or half of the season, it, it is, it is the, the team defense. And that's not just the defenseman. No, it's the whole it's the whole core. I mean, there's a ton of times where you saw it tonight where the Vegas Golden Knights are getting second and third chances. Well, the Oilers players watched. Yeah. Uh, the Oilers, the one thing that they talked about, one of the reasons they went out and got home is they're not a, a, a real physical team in front of the, the Oilers net. They're in the blue paint. That's not the way they're built. And tonight, Vegas took advantage of that. All right. We also have Brian on the line as the Oilers lose 5-1 to the Golden Knights tonight at Rogers Place. Brian, go ahead. Hey, guys. Um, certainly wasn't the refereeing <clears throat> that lost us the game, but I found it to be best inconsistent with calls. Um, I could name a few, but anyway, I'm going to move on to a, um, <laughs> another big reason why I think the Oilers uh, played completely differently than they did 48 hours ago. Um, <clears throat> and uh, how, long, how long was this road trip? When you factor in L.A. Oh, what was it, nine days there away? Nine days? Yeah, we talked We we had, we had talked about that earlier in the show just because somebody asked if they should have come home in between yeah. the series, which well, well, was well, never the, the plan. Point, the point I'm going to make is these guys are human beings. They're away nine or ten days or whatever it is. Um, they're, they're, they're probably spending time with their family, their wives, um, relaxing a little bit. Uh, I've seen this happen a lot of times in the NHL where teams are on long, long road trips or over Christmas and they crap the bed at home, the fir you know, that first game or whatever. So I'm going to tie this to that because I can't, I can't explain it any other way as to how, how you see such a contrast in play in two games. Well, there's two of the three games, though, the others have played this way. So, I mean, before the game one, they were... They might have been worse in game one than they were in this game, although they got the four goals from Leon. Uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the length of the road trip. Uh, these, uh, it, was, it benefited them staying down there, not having to go back and forth through the time zone, more, more flights. Uh, this was, and if you ask every one of those players, they'll tell you the exact same thing. They just weren't good tonight, and it happened. All right, 7804960063. We got Peter on the line as well. Hello, Peter. You're on with Robin Reed. What's on your mind? 
Hey, I've heard everybody saying uh, start Skinner next game, which is totally fun. I understand and respect. Uh, the one thing I'll say, though, I think we should start Campbell the next game because it'll increase the level of urgency. I was at the game tonight, and honestly, it was a little bit lifeless overall. And you start Campbell, you just give a sense of urgency that something's different, and hopefully we can get a more urgent effort from the guys, and he can steal another game. I'll tell you what, Peter, a buddy texted me halfway through the third period, and he said, are you awake? <laughs> I was, but to imagine wherever yeah. he was, he that was, was a long. Lost, he had lost interest in the game. That was a long, long third period for, yeah. for, for the fans and for the teams. The third was bad. But you know what? About the last five minutes of the first, I had a feeling in the in the stands, you could almost feel it that Vegas was going to score before the end of the period. There was very little energy on the on behalf of the Oilers. I just think if you put Campbell in there, and if he if, if you put him in and he goes lights out, I mean that's really going to spark some urgency and hopefully some some energy in the team. But uh, I mean, I, if you put Skinner in too, right, and he bounces back, you get that same effect. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. The only thing I I will counter with that. It's game four of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They whether who Campbell or Skinner plays net, this team should have urgency. They should, yeah. They I don't think I don't think at this point of the season they need a jump start. And if they do, well, they're in the wrong. They don't deserve to go on. No, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, no, that's that's a fair. Uh, I mean, he backed up. He backed yep. up what he was saying, which is good. Um, but but he made a good point too. But and you and I talked about this a little bit first intermission because clearly as the first period went on it wasn't looking good for the Oilers. And I remember thinking with about three minutes left, two minutes left, okay, if they can get out of this 1-1, yeah. and then Vegas scored, and then I thought, okay, well, I guess 2-1 isn't so bad, and then Kane takes the penalty, which, awful penalty. Terrible I, I penalty. Mean, I, I know you can say whatever you want. Sure, you can argue a couple calls could have been made, but, I mean, that's... That one was you easy. can't... Like, it's four seconds left. They win the draw back to Petrangelo. Lines up and, and runs at him. Well, uh, the thing on that one, ev- there's, well, 12 guys on the ice. 11 guys were standing still because as soon as the puck went back to Peter Angelo, there was not going to be no a scoring sh- chance. Yeah, there's no Hail Mary. So everybody stood still, and then Kane picked up speed, and he went full speed. And at that point, I mean, the, the ref's ears perked up and like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. And it would, that, that of all the calls that we've seen in the playoffs, that was the easiest call to make, and it just was not a good penalty to take. Now, the Oilers killed it off, but you just can't give opportunities to the opposition on plays like that. So that was not good. The Knights lead the series 2-1, convincing 5-1 win over the Oilers tonight. This is Hartland Ford, overtime open line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Vegas beating the Oilers 5-1 tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers' only goal was an early one, 245 into the game. Fogel, his first of the playoffs from Ryan and McLeod. Marsha show with a couple of goals for Vegas. Eichel has a goal and two assists. And Aiden Hill, in relief of an injured Laurent Brassois, is the winning goaltender. Well, now they got him at 24 saves. He stopped everything. They added a 25 earlier. They updated the shots. They win it. They lead the series 2-1. We got Jim on the certainty dot line. Hi, Jim. Go ahead. How are you doing tonight? Good. Uh, three wishes. One, uh, I wish they'd play Costin more. Um, I also wish they maybe rest Drossel and, and McDavid when, um, well, they're up when the game's out of uh, control, either up or down. And then um, I think this has gotten better since comes uh, come, but uh, just his decision making, some that moments just a bit of a struggle. And then finally, I mean, it's could have, would have, should have, but I, I was the one who was suggesting a trade for uh, uh, Corpus Alba back in the day. Uh, I think it'd be nice to have a slightly better. I mean, Skinner's playing okay, but it'd be nice to ha- have some games stolen from time to time. I don't your thoughts on any of those four things. Well, I mean, they just knocked Corpus Alba out of the playoffs, and Skinner was the winning goalie to do it. Um, I, they weren't going to trade for Corpusalo. They got their two goaltenders, and these are going to be their two goal, goalies for, well, for probably for the next five years at least, or I guess the next four years on Campbell's contract. Uh, as for the other, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of players that struggle tonight, and I don't think Austin, uh, he was noticeable much in this game as well. Uh, yeah, I, I thought uh, Nurse and, and CeCe struggled. Uh, and I, oh, I said this earlier, 
Bouchard and Ekholm uh, struggled probably, tonight, too. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ekholm's toughest night as a member of the Oilers. Uh, Bouchard got drilled early, uh, fell down on a play. Lost his man that, twice that in goal. 17 seconds. Yeah. So, no, it was, it was, it was a tough night for the Oilers. Yeah. Top well, and, to that's, and that's how Ekholm has helped. Uh, he's helped Bouchard. He's helped Nurse. Now, there's still been some nights, you know, Nurse has had 26 minutes and Ekholm's had 19. Mm -hmm. um, but it's almost like a team with a good top six. Well, if one line isn't going, the other line is going. So the Oilers have had two D pairings who on any given night can step up if the other one's not doing great. But ne neither one was uh, overly... In all honesty, the best defenseman tonight was probably Kulak. I thought Kulak played well. I think he's having a fantastic He's actually having playoff. a good playoff. He's having sure, a very yeah. good playoff. So, yeah, that, that, the third-pairing defensive core is probably the other strongest tonight. All right, we got Fred on the line as well. Hi, Fred. It's, uh, the sky's not falling. It's only one game. But uh, you got to get some shots on Aiden Hill. He's not a number one goalie. But here is a suggestion. Slots used to do this all the time. Why not? Put in uh, Dylan Holloway next game. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's an option. I, I mean, this is uh, what they're going to say. This is the same team that dominated game two. And they, they should have been better than they were tonight. Uh, I, I like Holloway. I've, I've, I think he's got incredible potential and upside. I just think that the coaching staff right now doesn't see him to be a better option than the players that they already have. Because if they did, he already would have been in there. Yeah, we, we were talking before the game, if Shore takes the warm-up as a likely scratch, we mm -hmm. haven't seen Holloway take a warm-up or early practice with the main group. So if Yanmark's healthy, he'll he's in, and then we'll see what they do. But I, I get the question. Yeah, I, I understand totally get the question. I mean, I, he came in last year and played, what, three two, and a half yeah, minutes, two minutes against Colorado that, yeah. or whatever. It, it, I mean, he's played a full season now. And was very good. Played well in yeah. the American Hockey League. Was One. it was well? I guess was here for over half the year, about. Yeah, I, I, I mean, then if you put him in, they're taking Costin out. So, pick your poison. What do, what do you want? Costin's giving them some good moments in these playoffs. Okay, I'll, let me throw something at you. Would you take Yamamoto out? Nope. I think uh, Yamamoto is. Uh, <laughs> he's played better as of late, and I'm not sure you're gonna. You're, I don't don't believe at all that they believe Holloway is a better player than Yamamoto right now. Okay, Charles is on the line too. Hey, Charles. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I I got lots to say, boys. I don't know. If you okay, need a well, new let coach... Let me tell you what. Pick, pick your two best points, okay? My best point would be is that we need to like, try it way harder, and I'm available for the next game. I could I could coach like everybody in that organization. Okay, we'll it's give you so, a call. It's we'll, we'll we'll find you. Yeah, yeah, you on, yeah. You uh, want my we'll, phone number, please? We'll, I, yeah, I'm available. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, e email sure. it to me. All right. Is there like a? We need like a, a Tinder for people who could come play and coach in the NHL when needed. He was going to be. What would we call that? Can't. Uh, I don't know what we would call it. Plinder. You need a player. What maybe? was the guy's name that was the slap shot coach player? Oh, I, uh, oh, I'm terrible with stuff like yeah, that. I can't remember now. But whatever his name is, and add der to the end of it, and then you have it. <laughs> Troy, what was it? The guy? It was Paul Newman. What Paul did he Newman's play? character. We're drawing a blank on it. We should know that. It's only the most famous hockey movie in the history of life, and every boy over the age of 12 has to watch Fam it. So. More famous than Youngblood with Rob Lowe. Oh, not even close. <laughs> Don't even compare those two Reggie movies. Dunlop. Reggie Dunlop. Reggie Dunlop. So that's Dunlopper. <laughs> There's something along that line. If you want to be the player coach for the Oilers, you can swipe left or swipe right. I, apparently that's how it works. I don't know anything about Tinder. Uh, yeah, that could be interesting. Can't believe none of us could come up with Reggie Dunlop. That's embarrassing. Troy got it Well, for it's us. getting late. Well, I guess actually compared to most of the playoffs, this is, an this early is relatively one. early. Some we, of the games are still playing. We've had games that yes. have ended after after this time. All right, 5-1, Vegas uh, beating up on the Oilers pretty convincingly tonight. Back down to the dressing room. Here's R&H. What do you think was maybe lacking in your uh, <coughs> even strength game tonight, Ryan? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I think... Uh, we wanted to come out a little simpler, uh, uh, force their D to turn and go, go get pucks, and I think that's kind of what we did in game two. And right away, we got away from it a little bit and um, gave them an opportunity to come back, and uh, they're still kind of um, 
got to play some easy minutes to start, so obviously looking for a response uh, again for here. The power play has been such an integral part of what you guys are. Uh, does it almost like playing on three wheels if you don't get a couple of man advantages early? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I think uh, we're very confident in our five-on-five -five game, and we know we can be better, and uh, we expect us ourselves to be better. And uh, if you, that team's going to stay disciplined and not give us a lot of power plays. Uh, obviously, we've taken advantage um, already in the series, so uh, we know that's going to be their game plan, and uh, we got to have a good plan five and five. When Bersois went out, you guys never really got an opportunity to kind of test Hill at all. It's kind of a, a missed opportunity there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think we wanted to put a little bit more on that. Um, I think at the third we started to put pressure him a little bit more, but uh, at that point he's probably comfortable in there. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter who's in there. we got to put pressure on him, uh, put pucks on, and, uh, and and get those second, third rebounds. And uh, that's kind of was our mindset in game two, and uh, we strayed away a little bit tonight. It seemed like two of the three games you guys maybe haven't had what you hoped to bring to the rink rise. That a little bit concerning that in two of the three it hasn't been there for you? Um, well, I mean, we, we, we know we have more. I think that's the positive thing. We've been a good team at uh, responding after uh, um, a, a tough game. Um, I, I expect that uh, come Wednesday night uh, we're going to bring our, our best game forward. But uh, obviously, uh, like you said, there's no time to, to kind of keep giving games away here. Uh, uh, we're, in a, we're in a spot right now where it's, uh, it's now or never. Where are you at, Ryan, just with your game, personally? You mentioned earlier you felt like you wanted to get, you wanted to shoot more, get more engaged offensively. What do you need to do to get more involved? Um, I mean, just stick around the net a little bit more. Uh, uh, maybe get a little grittier. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good out there. I'm, I'm working hard, and uh, it's it's not happening offensively, but uh, i got to find a way to uh, contribute. And um, Obviously, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and uh, I want to be able to... Uh, to be able to help on both ends of the ice. Is this the kind of game where you, you, you break it down tomorrow or do you just flush it? Well, I think you can take things out of this game for sure. Um, for the most part, I mean, this feeling that we have right now, we're going to flush and, uh, and look look for a good work day tomorrow. Um, but definitely um, there's going to be things that we want to go over and uh, improve on uh, come Wednesday. Taking Zach kind of on and off your line through the last two periods, how did that kind of maybe change the dynamic of what you guys tried to do offensively in your line? Um, well, I mean, uh, obviously when, when things aren't going uh, going well throughout a game, uh, you like to switch it up. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think uh, Zach and myself have some chemistry that we've worked on throughout the year. And uh, if we play consistent together, uh, I expect us to, to be able to uh, put some good minutes in. But, uh, I mean, it's just kind of the way the game shook out there. Okay, that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, his Edmonton Oilers fall 5-1 to the Golden Knights. So Vegas leads the best of 7-2-1. Our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers is Wednesday here from Rogers Place, 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game will start a little bit after 8. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 3 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening, and to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here inside Rogers Place. You can get more on this game, more on the Oilers on globalnews.ca or 630chet.com. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.